Welcome to the Rural Leaders Podcast, where we highlight leaders from across rural America, sharing stories of inspiration, tools to equip, and momentum to act in your community. It's great to be with you again, Richard, and it's hard to believe that we're into November already. We've been at the podcast for several months now, and it's been a lot of fun. It really has been, and it is hard to believe, you know, that we are in into November. Um, you know, I, I, where I live in Northwest Missouri, we truly have four seasons, and you know, we're into fall. the The only thing wrong with fall, because I love football, I love um, Thanksgiving, I love the trees, but I know that winter's coming, and so that's the only thing that dampens my excitement about here finding ourselves here in the first of November. I'm with you on that. And you and I have shared many stories about Chiefs football game mm-hmm. and college football. And so it is fun to be in the midst of that season. Um, here in Kansas, we've been quite dry. So our fall is more brown than it has been. Um, but you know, hopefully we've got a little chance for rain tomorrow. And, and of course, living in rural America, there's always a, an abundance of hope about the weather. Well, that's, that's really what it's all about, right? Like, um, and it doesn't, I mean, obviously there are some things in rural America that the weather's not dependent on, but boy, there's a lot that it is. Um, and, you know, we're, we're kind of the same way here. We had a dry fall, um, early fall. We've got we, we've got wheat seeded. Um, we had to wait for a little rain to do that because we couldn't get the equipment in the ground. It was so dry. So things are looking good. You know, we're excited. Um, we're excited for the holiday season and and um, and all the things that that brings about. And, you know, the holidays, uh, I you know, I I I. I start the holidays on in th- at Thanksgiving, right? And then it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, and then um, the celebration of the new year. And it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's great to be in rural America during that time. Um, every, every place across America has, has great holiday seasons, but it seems to be a little more special in rural America. I agree with you, Richard. You know, my family in the holiday season, um, we slow down quite a bit and just enjoy spending time together. Um, it's a season where we'll pull out the scrapbooks and and tell stories about um, family vacations or, um, you know, listening to the older generation uh, tell about what it was like growing up uh, for them. And then, of course, uh, now... Um, that I'm kind of middle-aged, there's lots of kids to hear those stories too. So I'm really excited about this series that we're kicking off today, where we're going to be highlighting rural storytellers. We have been blessed with some connections ourselves with storytellers and also those that have come from others. And today's guest is quite special because she's our first guest that has come as a reference from some of those of you out there who are listening to this podcast. So um, we are excited to have with us a storyteller from Martinsville, Virginia, Natalie Hodge. And she has a video storytelling um, adventure to share with us uh, today with her hometown hustle. 
So we'll be back in just a minute with Natalie. When I was in foster care, I never knew when I would have to move. So I always had my suitcase ready to go. Then one day I was adopted. My new parents opened their hearts and home to me. My parents cook my favorite breakfast for me every morning. My parents take me on trips I never thought I would go on. They gave me a home and an even better reason to use that suitcase. My parents aren't perfect, but they're perfect for me. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. Welcome back to the Rural Leaders Podcast. We're thrilled to have with us today Natalie Hodge with Rudy's Girl Media out of Martinsville, Virginia. Welcome, Natalie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Dana and Richard. This is so much fun. I'm excited. We're excited too. Natalie is a storyteller at heart. She's a writer, producer, and a transformation coach, which uh, is quite fun. Um, Natalie has come to us from a connection through a previous guest and and a listener to the podcast. She's the creator and host of Hometown Hustle, a web series that tells the stories of a diverse group of entrepreneurs who redefine the American dream by building their big city businesses in small southern towns. So Natalie, um, I love that you're telling the stories around your area. Uh, I know that you've lived all over the place in, in New York City and L.A. And kind of I'd like to hear your return home story. Like what has that been like for you and your American dream? So it's been a really interesting journey. And when I left after high school, I did not imagine returning home like ever um, because I felt like my dreams were so much bigger than what Martinsville had to offer. And so like many of us, I just, you know, went off. I went to college, um, graduate school and lived all over the country in New York, Los Angeles, Detroit. Um, and just had a ball. And during that time when I was in New York, that's when I got connected into the entertainment industry, into storytelling, into writing specifically is, uh, or writing film and television um, is specifically where, you know, my, my passion lies. And through the journey, and I will make a very long story short, uh, I was living in LA and I had projects filming in New York and that just destroyed my budget. And so I had to do something to recalibrate. And in the midst of that recalibration moment, I met a guy who lived in Martinsville and he was deeply committed to being in Martinsville and being a change agent in Martinsville. And so that was like, the hook to come back, this this love interest. Um, but when I got here, what I discovered was this was exactly what I needed for my journey. And 
found this to be a perfect home for storytelling outside of the hustle and bustle of the entertainment industry in New York and Los Angeles and Atlanta. Um, this was a great place, an untapped market for what I do. And that has been much more rewarding for me than the time that I was in those spaces, in the urban spaces. That's awesome, Natalie. And and hi, um, it's great, great to see you. Great to have you on. Um, and we are excited about this, uh, the storytelling series. But you said something just a little bit ago that's been something that I listen for or have even, I've even given talks about it. And that is, we've got all of this great talent um, that, that, that grew up in a small rural community that have exactly the same thought that you had, right? Like, my dreams are bigger than this place and I've got to go out and I've got to, I've got to live my dreams someplace bigger. Um, and so, you know, I've said that we, you know, rural America is really good at exporting a lot of things and probably exporting our young people and talent is, is one of the biggest exports that we have. But when you came back, obviously, and I don't want to load the question, but you, I'm sure you looked at Martinsville with a different lens, a different, um, uh, it, 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 it wasn't the same as it was when you were there before. Well, I think I was different um, because I'd been in these places and I've always uh, acknowledged Martinsville as my home. I've always been very proud to be from here. It just was, you know, this idea that I couldn't do the things I wanted to do here, but I love this community always. And I knew that the stuff that was in me that allowed for me to be successful in these other places came from here. You have to be extremely creative when you live in a rural community because you don't always have access to everything. And so you have to make fun. You have to be, um, you know, quick on your feet. You have to, you know, figure it out. And so those are the tools I use to be successful in New York and Los Angeles. So I was very proud of being able to live anywhere. And so I came back with this understanding that you could place me, you know, in a desert, I will find water. So I'll be <laughs> fine. And initially when I returned and I founded my company here, I thought this will be a great opportunity to give back and to show young people, um, particularly young women of color, who have a creative passion that you can start something here. So um, that was a vision that I had, but I also thought I will travel to New York and Los Angeles and Atlanta, and that's where I'll produce projects. I didn't know that it would happen here. And so the surprise and the joy was to be able to tell stories here about people here. So that was an unexpected part of this journey and really the best part of it, to be honest, um, because people are excited that someone cares enough to produce a show about them. And their story, right? It like makes them the focus for even just a, a small amount of time, right? Where they can have 
the camera or the microphone and tell their story and be heard. And that's an important part um, of identity, right? It's an important part of of um, even just a little bit of of pride in who we are, the work that we've put into the business or or the enterprise that we're working on, and and it does um, does bring some gratitude too. I think to the journey that that person has been on. So, Natalie, kind of what was that? When you when you founded your company and you got home, what was that that catalyst to getting you to tell the stories of the people that were around you? So, um, in 2019, that was really the first storytelling that I did here. The first short film that I did here was called Cell, and it's about um, a man who returns home from prison and he's struggling to. Um, figure out how he's going to make ends meet, how he's mm-hmm. going to identify his purpose and how to, you know, help his family to thrive. And it was the story that I'd heard so many times from people who I connected with through my other hat, which is in workforce development. And although it's um, a story that's fictitious, it's based on a collection of experiences that I've had in workforce development. So that was the first time that I was on the ground here producing a video project, a media project with all local talent, all local crew. So we were sitting with these small business owners who um, told us about these amazing stories uh, how they were surviving, how they were um, supporting each other as family in these small businesses, um, how they, you know, took their businesses from being brick and mortar to e-commerce. And it was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, this is something that should be heard beyond just these small virtual focus groups. And I said, someone should tell this story. Why not me? <laughs> Who would that be? <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> so I got um, a little bit of money from um, a local attorney, Michael McFeeders, and the Martinsville Henry County Chamber of Commerce to fund that first pilot season of Hometown Hustle, which is on hometownhustle.tv and it's also on YouTube. And it was just six 10 minute episodes with a diverse group of entrepreneurs who um, have survived the pandemic in various ways. And um, they're young entrepreneurs, they're um, folks in construction, they're folks, there's a woman who owns a dance studio. So there's this nice collection of stories and it caught fire. People loved it. And I loved being a part of it. And many times when we filmed, I had you know, tears in my eyes because mm. the story was so rich and it brought me so much joy to be in the space with these amazing entrepreneurs. And because of that, we were able to get funding for a second season, which is in post-production now. So Natalie, as you kind of told the stories of small business people through Hometown Hustle for two seasons now, are there things you're learning about what it means to tell the story for 
rural businesses, rural families, rural people? I feel like one of the key things um, that I've taken away is that we have to honor people where they are. And I tell people when I go into these businesses, don't ever apologize. Don't downplay. Don't minimize. Don't say my little business. This is an important piece of the community. And oftentimes these small businesses are the glue that hold the community together. And so I don't ever want people to feel like because you're not in a larger space that your business not isn't absolutely important. So um, as I've had those conversations with folks and hearing the stories, hearing the journey uh, and just lifting them up and saying, I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited to be in your presence. And you are just as much a mogul as someone who may travail the streets of New York City. Um, and so never downplay, never minimize, never um, feel like you're anything less than fantastic as a small business owner in a small town. Of the stories that you tell, the people that you're highlighting and the, and the great things that are happening in, in your rural part of America, um, are these folks that have experienced success someplace else and have come back, um, or are they homegrown? They've been there most of their lives. Um, because I think we've not given permission for people to come back home, um, if that makes sense. Right. I, we were very intentional in our selection of businesses for season two to make sure that we had transplants. We had people who had a multi-generational business that had never left the community. We had people who left and returned. Just all sorts of stories to say that this is a ripe landscape for anyone to create a small business. Um, and these communities are spaces where anyone can thrive. It's about making the choice to do so and leaning in. Yeah, that's, that's a big part of it, is making that choice and leaning into that choice and putting everything you've got on the table, right? And I know, Natalie, that's what you did when you came home. That's what I'm doing in my hometown. I know that's what Richard and his family do in, in their small town in, in Missouri. And I think that's what makes rural America special. Absolutely. And I've just felt so honored to be in the presence of folks who are doing this work, because I know in my own journey, I know how challenging it is. I know the sacrifices that anyone, regardless of where you are, a large city or a small town, um, that it takes a lot of effort and sacrifice to open a business. And so I just feel overwhelmed that I get to be in a position to share the stories of these folks who are doing it every day. That is fantastic. And um, so I think that, and we just literally, well, I shouldn't say we, I just had some technical difficulty. 
Um, and so one of the other things I think that kind of um, is, is, is in our favor, like in the favor of, of rural America and that revitalization of rural America is that ability to be connected. And the importance that that our you know our businesses in rural America have the ability to to do business anywhere they anywhere they want to in the world is also critical. Are you hearing so the folks that you talk with and the and the and the stories that you tell is that a is that a very um, important component to their success um, with these businesses that that you're highlighting is the ability to to be connected and to uh, do business all over the world? I think people are just kind of learning the importance of that. There were so many folks who didn't have e-commerce sites before the pandemic and then had to pivot to create those, um, those opportunities online to sell their products. And my hope is that through Hometown Hustle, people do feel like their small business can get recognition from anyone on the globe because it is a show that's gotten a global audience and uh, comments and feedback from people all over the world who love the stories of these small businesses in places that they'd never heard of. Yeah. Most of rural America has never been heard of. And just watch out. Here we come. That's right. <laughs> so, Natalie, I know uh, we're short on time. And this has been a great conversation about your role as a storyteller, but also those great American dream stories you've been able to tell. Would you share with our listeners how to listen and see, and see the stories that you've presented to the, the world? So hometownhustle.tv is the platform where you can not only see the show content, but we also have resources for business owners. So that's a cool place for everyone to lock in. We have a Facebook page that's um, at Hometown Hustle RGM and RGM stands for Rudy's Girl Media. But if you look up Hometown Hustle in the Facebook bar, it will come up. And um, you can, of course, subscribe to the Rudy's Girl Media YouTube channel and see all of my content. And that's at Rudy's Girl Media. Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us today, Natalie. And thank you for bringing your story of being a storyteller to our uh, community and sharing these tools with them as well. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Feel the beat of nature at a park or forest near you. Find a forest and music inspired by nature at discovertheforest.org. Welcome back to the Rural Leaders Podcast, where we've kicked off our Rural Storyteller series with Natalie Hodge. Richard, it was a joy to have Natalie with us to learn more about her own story, coming back to rural coming back to home, 
um, but also how she tells the stories of others in her area. Oh, it was great. And, you know, I, so she's a great, she's a great storyteller. You can tell she has a passion for it and certainly a talent for it. Um, but as she was talking about kind of her journey, at least early on in her, in her life, um, man, I was thinking of some other folks that I know that are just like that. Um, you know, I, I graduated in a, in a class of 68 in my high school graduating class. You've heard me tell this story before, Dana. Um, <laughs> and, you know, most everybody left. Um, and, you know, we're seeing some of them coming back to the area, you know, as they, you know, find a reason, uh, you know, that, that, that uh, the, the value proposition of being back home. I mean, there's a whole bunch of reasons that are bringing them back home. But but Natalie's story, and I thought it was cool how she literally run it, ran into somebody from her hometown, which was the catalyst to get her to kind of look at going back home. Um, but I just thought, I thought her, her story was really, really, really interesting. Yeah, her story really resonates with me as I was one of those who flew the coop after graduation, went to college and never looked back. Um, and then quite a while after graduating from high school, decided that my hometown of Smith Center, Kansas was looking pretty good. And yeah, the connectivity piece that we talked about in our last series is a big part of that. You know, I think of all of the terrible things that we had to go through for uh, the pandemic, one of the great things was that we learned how to do relationship virtually. We, were, we, we learned how to connect through video, through phone, through text, and a myriad of apps, right, to stay connected with those that we love, that we care for, those that we work with, um, and people around the world. And so that, to me, was one of the pieces, the value proposition that changed, um, but my story and Natalie's story, also your story, I know, has this shared passion for our hometown, right? Like this always proud of where we came from. And I loved that about our conversation today as well. Uh, yeah, I did too. And, um, you know, you just talked about the pain of the pandemic and, and you know, what the what the globe went through. And, and I thought it was also kind of neat that Natalie talked about how businesses that she visits with and tells stories about <clears throat> didn't have an e-commerce platform. And with that connectivity, now they, um, uh, you know, they're, they are now connected and now their other people around the globe know about their business and will learn more about Martinsville, Virginia and what Martinsville, Virginia has to has to bring to the table. So I think that's I think that's kind of a critical piece too. It is critical. That's right. And we're we're going to get to another critical piece of storytelling uh, with our next piece of this series, where we're going to have a guest with us who who teaches other people how to tell their story, and teaches communities how to tell the stories of the people who live in that community. So I'm excited about our next conversation. Um, if our listeners and viewers out there have, have guest recommendations or comments or stories to tell, 
Um, we just invite you to email us at Dana at the rural leaders podcast.com or Richard at the rural leaders podcast.com. Until then, be encouraged that your story is worth telling and we'll be back with our next episode to learn how to do that. Until then, thank you.